Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Make It Make Sense by Danielle. Last week's episode, I talked a little bit about narcissistic fathers and how they impact disordered eating and eating disorder culture. And this week's going to be kind of touching on a little bit of what I talked about then. And it's going to be on marketing, media, and beauty standards. In last week's episode, I talked about how the male gaze is what narcissistic fathers kind of cater towards, especially when it comes to how their daughter should look, how she should be perceived, especially to their male companions, if you will. And with that, it is it puts the pressure on daughters or on the kid to feel like we have to meet these unattainable standards of beauty. And these unattainable standards are created by men in business. And with marketing, I studied marketing throughout college. It's what I got my degree in. It's what I got a job in after college. And it's what I worked in. And what I think is not as obvious as maybe a lot of people want to see is how surface level marketing is. Marketing is created to make a problem and profit off of it. When we see ads, they're designed to tell us what's wrong with us. And then they offer this product or service as a solution. And last week's episode, I specifically talked a lot about how diet culture is a huge example of this and how we are showing these images of the quote unquote perfect body. And if we don't look like that, it makes us feel inadequate because this image of beauty is what's being glorified, what's being praised and celebrated. We're not looking at the reverse and the diversity in body types and body positivity culture in general. So it forces us to think of this one way of thinking of this is going to be the way I need to look to feel accepted, to feel loved and to feel right about myself. And when we don't feel right, when we feel like we are the problem, when we identify with the problem of being overweight, of feeling sick, of not meeting the standards of the male gaze, we are then considered to be wrong, so to speak. And then marketing's job is to basically highlight that wrongness and almost use shame as a tool to weaponize it and saying, yes, you should feel this because you don't fit what we want you to. And it's all about profit. As long as marketing does the job of convincing the consumer that they are the problem and that this product or service is the solution for them to not be a problem, they've done their job successfully. When we look at ads, when we look at beauty standards, especially in the fashion and beauty industry, we are looking at a single way of looking at beauty because beauty is objective, right? There's so many ways to be beautiful, which means every person finds beauty and understands beauty and defines it differently. So there is not one way to be beautiful. And when we think that there is a single way to be beautiful, the way it's promoted even in the media, it's very focused on this black and white idea of thinking, which is a sign of low emotional intelligence, where we feel that there is only one correct way to be and every other way is incorrect or wrong. And when we feel that about ourselves, especially when it comes to our image, we're falling into that idea that we ourselves are wrong instead of just looking at it that we are different. And different is good. Different is beautiful. Different is not the norm. And so when we go against the norm, we're kind of feeling that sense of unbelonging. What it really is, we're just not fitting into societal standards of what beauty is. And I'm going to dive into this a little bit later on in this episode. But essentially, when we look at ourselves as thinking we need to fit into beauty standards, we're essentially telling ourselves that we need to change who we are to be accepted to be like other people. 
instead of being proud and celebrating yourself for who you are and finding other people that are going to celebrate you and your beauty and who you are as a person for just being you and who you are. Now, I know that this is has not always been the case and the way that we were talking about beauty and body types now has been completely changed, especially since the early 2000s. And that's kind of the time period I grew up in. I'm a 97 baby. So growing up seeing Victoria's Secret models, seeing the flat stomachs, low rise jeans, like that is what I remember as a little kid looking up at and being like, wow, they're pretty, they're beautiful. And feeling it in admiration for the girls that fit that image of beauty. That was the quote unquote correct way to be. And I admired women that looked like that. And even myself, that's kind of how I fell into addiction and how it fell into modeling and all these other things is trying to reach that standard of feeling beautiful enough to be accepted by a bigger audience, especially with Victoria's Secret at that time. Now, this is the prime age of Victoria's Secret, right? And these beauty standards, I think, is the most important thing to think of. They're created by men, okay? Old white men in Ohio, to be specific. If you know the song I'm talking, I'm referencing right now, shout out to you. But these beauty standards are created by men. They're not even created by women. They are created by the single view of what men view is correct and the way women should look, should be. And it's just thin, big boobs, blonde hair, blue eyes. And if you don't fit that stereotype, you're going to be considered ugly. Promoting this idea and telling women how they should look, how they should be, it's promoting this disordered identity and body image and eating and even leading into dangerous plastic surgical attempts and masking the credit of what Photoshop has on these images. I know recently I talked about how BBLs were the biggest hype and um, it was like a trend even, which body types and body and anything with beauty standards when it comes to trends, it's like, how can your body be trendy? You know, like it just seems silly. It's like how we thought tattoo chokers were trendy one day and now no one really wears them. It's like, how can our body types be trendy when this is where you live? This is the home you reside in. So when we look at our bodies as a trend, we're gonna constantly be unhappy with it because it's unsustainable. Trends are constantly changing. Our bodies are constantly changing. So we're never gonna be able to have that feeling that we are ever enough because you are already enough in just being who you are. And same with the BBL. Those went out of style. And when everyone started getting those dangerous plastic surgical attempts to get them done, to be accepted by society, they went out. The Kardashians got their BBLs removed and a lot of other people probably did a lot of dangerous things to get theirs removed just so they could be accepted as the standard of beauty at that time. And I want to emphasize that at that time saying, because that's all it is. It's a period in time where that specific thing was considered beautiful, where it was admired. It doesn't mean you were any less than because you did not meet up those expectations of beauty, but it is just a different way of celebrating another's beauty. And I think we could almost look at this as seasons of celebrating beauty in, where there is so many beautiful, diverse ways and body types and features and people that I think all should be celebrated. But when we do it all at once, it's like, okay, well, what's so special about me? And when we have these seasons of celebration almost, it's not a way to say, well, this is what's wrong with me. I am not like that. I have a flat ass. How could I possibly be considered beautiful? It's knowing that this is just another person who has never been celebrated, who hasn't been celebrated for how they looked before. 
and they can feel confident in themselves. And if plastic surgery is something you choose to do to make yourself feel more confident in your own skin and it's safe and it's sustainable for you, do it. I don't think plastic surgery should be ashamed. And if you want to get work done, by all means, babe, it's your body, it's your face, it's your money, do whatever you want with it. But it should be your choice and not because you feel the need to be accepted by other people, especially strangers. With social media too, I think that's almost where we feel encouraged to keep going with these unsustainable trends, these unsustainable standards of beauty, because that's all we see. When we're surrounded by images of perfectionism that are mass behind Photoshop, editing, filters, all these different things play a role in the way we perceive media. And it's stuff that we don't talk about as much. I think people now are becoming more transparent in the way they use Photoshop, have plastic surgery, or even get Botox, lip injections, whatever it may be. But not everyone is like that still. And there is still that tinge of doubt where you're like, well, maybe they are just naturally beautiful. Maybe they do just look like this and I'm just so ugly. When we look at ourselves as being less than another person, it's a sign to look inward and to be like, well, why do I feel so insecure about myself? Because I guarantee you it's something inside of yourself telling you that, hey, you need to love this bit of you a little bit more. Because I genuinely believe everyone is beautiful in their own skin. And something I heard that I hope this resonates with someone because it helped me look at myself differently is that, again, don't know if this is true or how true this is not, but it touched me in a way that kind of helped me look at myself differently. And it's the face you have now is the face of your soulmate in a past life. And it's kind of a nice reminder to think, well, if you hate your face so much, if you hate the way you look so much, this is the person that you loved so much in a past life. And whether you're religious, spiritual, agnostic, whatever it is, just think about someone you love, someone you're falling in love with, or think of your soulmate that you hope to find one day. And you look in the mirror and you can feel a little bit more connected to loving that reflection a little bit more. And I think that's kind of like the first step you could take in learning how to love yourself a little bit more every time you look in the mirror. And starting to associate that reflection of what was once a past love is now your current self. And you have full permission to love yourself just as much, if not more, than that past love you had. Circling back to beauty standards and this idea of distorted images in Photoshop, nothing is real or sustainable when it comes to Photoshop or how we perceive the media because even models are getting Photoshopped. And their lifestyles, their diet plans, their workout routines, it is shaped around their job of being a model. Like being a model requires a full-time job and simply the maintenance of keeping it up. And even then, body types are constantly changing throughout the day even. When from drinking water, from just eating after a meal, like our bodies are going to look differently at different points of the day. And there's nothing we could do to change that. It's just the way we live. It's the skin we live in and our bodies are just keeping us alive. So instead of punishing yourself and feeling hatred or resentment towards your body for looking a certain way at certain times of day, it's keeping you alive. It's doing what it has to do. Those are your organs inside of you, keeping you alive. And I think it's so easy to look in the mirror and focus on the vanity portion of it that we forget how much work our bodies do on a day-to-day basis just to keep us alive, to keep us healthy, and to keep us going. And it's truly an amazing machine. And especially if you're pregnant or you're a mama, you gave life with your body. 
That's pretty fucking incredible. You know who can't do that? The men. They are not enough for that. Sorry, guys. But it's true. And I, also I want to say, too, when I was working in modeling, too, I did runway for about 10 years, I want to say. Um, nothing major, but I would stick to very strict re- workout routines, very strict eating plans. And one of the things that I remember a designer kind of encouraged us to do was not even drinking water the day of the show so we didn't look too puffy or too bloated and that's water water has zero calories zero fat zero sugar zero fucking everything it's hydration it's keeping you alive so the fact that it kind of even warped in my brain that water could make me look quote-unquote too fat it forces me to look at the realistic portion of it right and water is made to keep you alive it's not going to make you gain weight it's literally water so when you put into the idea that you know what if water is even too much to keep to be thin it's unsustainable because if you don't have water you're gonna die and even on those days where I wouldn't have water until after the show that was not good and I do not recommend it this is not a tip for that this is just highlighting how fucking ridiculous modeling and the fashion industry can be and again I quit, I stopped modeling or doing runway about five years ago, I want to say, maybe a little bit longer. So this was the time period then and how designers and how other um, art directors and how they were like telling me to run it, which is again, is not going to fly these days. I fucking hope so. And when we see these images on social media too, of these girls in their bikinis on the beaches and we are at the workout and we think like, oh my gosh, like she looks so fit, she looks so thin, she looks so good, how can I reach that standard of beauty? It's the same thing. It's Body types are going to be changing throughout the day. Maybe they took a picture in the morning where their stomach was flat, they had abs showing, and it looked great, but then they had breakfast and back to normalcy, right? Remember the morning skinny, I think we all used to call it? That's another temporary thing. You wake up, your stomach feels flatter because you haven't drank water in a minute, you hadn't had food since last night, So, of course, your body is going to wake up feeling like, okay, I'm hungry. When can we have food? And you're going to feel thin because you've been laying down. You've been snoozing for the last eight hours, I hope. Keeping in mind that our bodies are constantly changing, it's happening to other people too. And that photo, that post you see is just capturing a moment in time. And again, it could be Photoshop. It could have alterations done to it. No one really knows. Until I think we can get to a point in society where we're completely transparent about Photoshop filters, I don't think we're ever going to have to have full honesty in the way media is represented, and that's fine. I work in graphic design, I've worked in marketing, like I said before. Changing and altering images is just the way of the game. That's just how it's done, and I don't think there's ever going to be much of a stray away from that. But I think we could better equip ourselves and our mindset and our perspective in the way we view media and more so the way we consume it as well. Being that the way we see a post of someone going on a run in the morning and then they're making their ice matcha and having their overnight oats for breakfast. It's understanding that this is just a moment in time. Maybe they had a great day and they were just super productive in the morning and they wanted to capture what they did. But it's not always going to be the case. And even when we see people with these healthy workout routines, these productive morning routines, that's just another option of living your life. And when we stick too much to these cookie cutter social media trends that is promoted, 
it's almost like we're saying like this is the perfect life and falling into that idea of black and white thinking again. This also kind of enforces this false idea that there is one right way to be. And this is the, again, that black and white thinking where if you are doing, if you want to get your life together, you have to meditate, you have to drink a lot of water, you have to take cold showers. And there's such a strict routine in how to be correct, quote unquote. But there's as many ways to live as there are people. So if that doesn't work for you, if waking up early doesn't work for you, if cold showers don't work for you, if you fucking hate walking outside and you don't like meditation at all, don't do it. Try it if you haven't yet just to test out the waters if you like it or not. But if it's ultimately not for you, babes, don't fucking do it. And don't let people force you into doing it. When we see social media and people showing us what their daily routines are and their get ready with me's are, We feel this need that we have to match them to get our life together when so much in life is uncertain and your life is completely different than the person you're watching. We can get ideas and get inspiration from how we can add value to our life through this, but following it step by step is unrealistic and it's going to be unsustainable and inevitably it may just burn you out and make you feel even more discouraged in your own routine. Because now you're comparing your life, which is going to be a copycat of an influencer you're watching and feeling inadequate in yourself for not meeting the same standards as this influencer you're watching on Instagram or TikTok. And when you're following this singular way to live, you're not allowing yourself any room for other options to live. It kind of limits our ideas of the world and even in life. Going back to that influencer thing again, when you're seeing the influencer go on a 5 a.m. walk and then immediately make matcha after, maybe you don't like matcha, but you're going to try to force yourself to like matcha because matcha is a healthier option than coffee. When if you like coffee, drink coffee. If you're looking for a healthier option, drink matcha to try it. But if you don't like it because you think it tastes like dirt, don't force yourself to drink something if you're not enjoying it. Don't force yourself to fit these standards and if you're not going to drink the matcha in the morning you're not going to be considered wrong or less than because of it it's just not for you and you could find a different alternative to incorporate into your routine instead and this heightens that idea of belonging versus fitting in where with belonging you're being accepted for who you are versus fitting in when you're changing yourself to be like everyone else And when we look at ourselves, the way we dress, the way we do our hair, do our makeup, the way we eat, and the way we even follow routines, when we compare ourselves to other people or to the mass, especially when you see people waking up early, going to the gym, going on walks, getting a healthy breakfast in, it kind of heightens this idea of this is the correct way to be. This is how all the people with their shit together are living their life and they're successful at it. Why can't I do that so I can get my shit together? And it forces you to focus on that perspective of I am less than them because I am not meeting X, Y, and Z standards. When if X, Y, and Z standards don't work for your life, you are not a failure because of it. You are finding your own path and your own way of living and your own way of finding a sense of belonging within yourself. And through that, you're going to find that community of people like you. And when you're trying to fit into It's like you're sacrificing your individuality and your authenticity as well. Because instead of embracing who you are, trying to figure out your own way of doing things, figure out your own path of doing things, and figuring out what makes you so unique, 
you're suppressing it, you're shutting it down and you're putting all of your energy into, well, how can I be like this? How can I follow their routine step by step instead of finding the way that works for you? Especially with um, following routines or if you're trying to figure out how to get a schedule going or something going, I think it's great to go off these for references and for like a template almost, but it's not your step-by-step of I have to do this or I'm going to be a failure. Same thing goes for beauty and the way you dress, the way you present yourself. I I think especially when we look at like clothing, like every fucking LA bitch I feel like and their mama has Aritzia clothing and no shame to that. That shit is comfy as fuck. But for me, it's too expensive. And I personally am not a fan of it. But when I think of Aritzia, and the reason like why I even wanted to buy Aritzia too, was I wanted to get a sweatsuit that I could wear and feel like not a hobo in, you know? I, I grew up with like this weird idea that if you wore any kind of sweats, you're lazy, you're less than, blah, blah, blah. Obviously false. And so when I'm like, now I'm like, uh, and uh, when I was looking for like, a sweatsuit that I wanted to wear on a day to day because obviously they're more trendy now. I wanted a sweatsuit that I knew was reliable, that I knew a lot of people already liked. And obviously Aritzia is one of the most popular ones, especially out here in LA. And when I, and the reason I wanted that brand is because I wanted to feel like it was an acceptable sweat outfit to wear in the daytime, you know, and not be perceived as less than. And that was kind of where I kind of felt my childhood trauma experiences of, oh, I can't wear sweats because I'm going to be perceived as lazy is kind of being pulled at because I need to wear what everyone else is wearing to avoid this feeling of shame for wearing sweatpants in the daytime. Instead of just wearing any kind of sweatpants, any kind of outfit that I just feel comfortable in because that's what I like to wear. That's how I choose to represent myself. And Clothing especially is huge for me in the way I set aside my individuality from other people. That's kind of how I kind of show off my creativity for the most part. Like I hate wearing uniforms. Like even for my job now, I have a bunch of shirts for it. I have a couple sweatshirts for it. I still don't fucking wear them all that much except when my boss comes in because I like wearing my own clothes. I like wearing shit that's my style. I like wearing things that fit my aesthetic and not having to conform myself to a brand or to a company. And I feel like we do that a lot with society and the way we dress and the standards we have when it comes to beauty and fashion. And all of a sudden everyone's a critic when someone wears something outside of the box. I live in LA, so that's actually the norm. But when I go back to my um, the city I grew up in, in the Midwest, it's definitely more small town based. It's definitely more like, oh, like, what's, what is she wearing? She's wearing a skirt over them jeans. What is this, 2010? It's not easily accepted, but I'm okay with that. Because my goal is not to fit in with these other Midwestern people. It is to embrace who I am because I'm proud of the way I dress. I know I look good. I don't need a Bob from the deli section to tell me anything less. Why the fuck do I care when he has a bologna stain shirt on his pants from last fucking week? Probably longer. And I know this sounds kind of scary in the way that we feel like everyone's looking at us and everyone's judging us. And I promise you, most of the time, babes, people are so concerned about themselves that they're not even paying attention to you. If anything, maybe they'll give you a glance and be like, I like her outfit or maybe I don't like her outfit. But for the most part, no one's going to give a shit about what you wear or what you look like at the end of the day. Getting over that fear of being seen is a huge obstacle to overcome. And 
I found that once I kind of had the in my head that, okay, no one really gives a fuck what I look like. I know I look good and I feel good in what I have on. I feel good in the way I look. I feel good in the way I present myself. Why else am I going to care what other people think of me? As long as you feel good in your own skin, you feel confident about who you are. That's all that matters. And if anyone has anything to say about it, fuck them. Because their opinion doesn't matter to you. It's so much less than yours. And when we put other people's opinion on a pedestal, we're saying they're more important than what we think of ourselves. And that's not true. Our one job, I feel, is to be our own number one supporter, our own number one hype man, and our own number one love. And to give yourself that love, that validation, that credit of being applauded for who you are and being a badass at doing it. And when you show up for yourself and you kind of show up and being the person you are, you're doing it already better than that person that is pointing fingers and saying how wrong everyone else is. If you're so focused on what other people look like, how other people live your life, you need a fucking hobby or you need to go to therapy so someone else can call you out on your own shit. Because if y'all got that much time on calling out people on their shit when it has nothing to do with you, that is unemployed behavior. You need a hobby. Why would you want someone like that to even judge you? Why would you even care? It's kind of like almost how you think of how Drew Afalo talks shit about all the crusty old men in her comment section. Why is their opinion going to affect her? Look how great she's doing living her life simply by being herself. And they fucking hate it. So why are we trying to applaud this group of just angry, emotionally stunted beings? So keep that in mind next time you're feeling like, oh, I can't wear that because I'm going to be embarrassed. And again, you could build up to this too. It's not going to be an overnight thing. You could work on it bit by bit until you get to that point where you're like, I'm going to wear a fucking garbage bag in public with some platform stilettos and no one's going to say shit about it because I look hot. And when you kind of start to just embrace who you are and you're like feeling yourself change and you're kind of showing that off, you're essentially kind of viewing that change that maybe you could have seen as a kid too. And that's how I always like to look at it too. And I'm kind of trying to show up for myself and the way I'm dressing, what I'm wearing or how I'm speaking even. It's how can I be the change I wanted to see when I was a kid? How, how am I representing my little me as an adult because no one was like me growing up and especially when it comes to diversity and body types and race and religion and all these different factors that come into play here ultimately when you think of like feeling ashamed of showing up for who you are that's still a little you kind of talking and feeling ashamed and embarrassed because at some point in your life you were probably made to feel that way and I'm so sorry for you that you had to go through that But as an adult, you have the power to be that change and to be that physical presence for another kid to look up to. If you're showing up as your full authentic self, imagine how little you would perceive you. Because I bet they would think that you're a fucking badass. You're so cool. You're the coolest person ever. And they're probably going to try to figure out how they can be just like you when they grow up. And I think that's one of the most empowering things we could do is when we think of little us and we perceive our adult selves as someone that they would be proud of I think that's a huge accomplishment and that's the standard you should be going off of instead of random strangers judging you ask yourself who are you trying to be beautiful for especially if you don't already believe you you're beautiful as is ask yourself who you're trying to prove yourself to and if it's to someone other than yourself or to little you fuck them It's going to be temporary and it's going to be an unsustainable goal. 
And when we feel confident in ourselves, when we feel beautiful in ourselves, that's going to be the most anchored way of staying true to our values and to your authentic self ultimately. And a good reminder is your uniqueness is what makes you innately beautiful. And just because society doesn't promote these different standards of beauty or what beauty is, you are not the problem. Society is. And ultimately, with marketing too, despite it being profit-driven, it is so much about the male gaze and having power in this. This idea of the male gaze and toxic masculinity forces, well, this is the right way to be, this is the wrong way to be, and when men create these images for women and shaming them for being less than that, I don't know if it makes, it makes them feel like some weird power, like they have some control over their women and the way they look and feel some entitlement to judge women based on how they look, unless they're meeting the male gaze. And when they don't, they can kind of play it off as being unhealthy, being not a good woman or whatever the fucking shit they say about it. And the same goes towards like clothing and even when we talk about like men's clothing as well and the way men are perceived in media and in marketing especially where not much has changed for them it also shows how limiting this idea of the male gaze marketing has on our economy because women drive markets we know that if there's gonna be a celebrity that's gonna blow up a big chance of that market and of that fan base is gonna be women i mean look at the taylor swift and her boyfriend that plays football I don't know what team it's on. But again, I didn't even know that fucking team existed without Taylor Swift. Because Taylor Swift knows how to run a fucking business. Because why? Women love her. Men love her. But women are the ones that drive markets, right? And so when we look at what's popular, what's in demand, it's always going to cater to the trends of women. And if diversity is going to be applauded for why not go after that? Because that's what's ultimately going to profit off of. But men don't always like that, right? Marketing doesn't always like that because they don't want to change too much because the more people that are welcomed in, the less the white men have, right? So when we kind of think of it in that perspective, it kind of, when I kind of started thinking about this more and like this more in-depth level, that's what set my fire in is it doesn't matter what the fuck we're going to say as what's correct the way of beauty, how it needs to be diversified. As long as we have old white men in Ohio in those boardrooms, they're going to try to keep it as tight a knit as it can to back in the early 2000s Victoria's Secret model trends and how fucking toxic that was. I also worked at Abercrombie where there's another example of how strict and how limiting and how creepy even it is to work in those environments and maybe I could do like a different episode on that too but I got stories about this I have so many stories about these kind of, this kind of topic so let me know if you guys want to see something like that but um anyways going back to the markets with clothing sections especially with the way we see how the women's clothing section are and how men's are so much more strict and how even in TikTok it's like a trend now where men are wearing skirts wearing dresses and it's like this whole like whoa like what the fuck and even when we see guys wearing skirts in public, there is still that shock value to it when it's just clothing. Clothing can't be gendered. It's you wear whatever feels good to you, and if a skirt feels good on someone, it doesn't matter what the fuck they identify as. And gender is a binary too, which means it's man-made, it's created, it's not really real. It's just how we feel we need to create, again, another singular way to be if you were born physically male or physically female. 
there's no diversity in the way we feel as human beings, the way we experience life as human beings. And I know I talk, talked before about masculine and feminine energy, and I'm still trying to figure out how I can explain this better because for myself, it is, I, I don't know another word other than saying it is an energy. I don't even know how to say it, but it's just energies are not defined by gender. Energy is just how you feel and how you come off as a person. And clothes are just a way to represent your personality and who you are, and it can't be confined to your gender. I know I've talked a lot about fashion and beauty standards and how media is being portrayed and everything. When you learn how to celebrate yourself for being authentically you, that is going to be how you feel the most grounded, the most in tune, and the most confident in who you are. Because no one can tell you shit about yourself other than you. And if you want to improve yourself and to find new ways to better yourself, do it. Explore, have fun, play with trends, play with styles, play with makeup, do whatever you want until you find a point that you get comfortable and you feel confident in who you are and in your body and not feeling this need to change yourself constantly based on what an Instagram post or a marketing ad has told you to. You are beautiful and no one can tell you other than. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. But thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. If you like this podcast, please give me a five-star rating and let me know what other episodes you'd like to see in the future. Give me a follow on TikTok and Instagram as well. And follow me on my YouTube channel too, where I'm going to be doing live calls on Starved Hearts at 4 p.m. every Sunday. If you'd like to tune into that, it's about eating disorder addiction and recovery. And just finding ways on how to display those feelings once you've been through rehab, moving towards recovery, trying to figure out how not to use, not to give into those vices again. That's going to be what this kind of discussion is about and ways that we can almost redirect those needs to use. If you're interested in booking a one-on-one life coaching session with me, I'm going to put my website and my email link below. So you could either email me or you could follow the link to my website where you could fill out a client application. I'm opening applications again. And for new clients, I'm offering $50 on your first session. So if you're interested in that, please send me an email. And other than that, guys, that's going to be it. I love you all so much. I hope you have an amazing weekend, an amazing week. And remember, you are beautiful. Society is ugly. And if you want to be the change, if you want to see people like you showing up in TikTok, media, marketing, start showing up as that for yourself and for little you. As long as we can make a little less proud, I think that's a pat on the back that we're on the right track and that we're doing a good job in life. So give yourself that little credit and that little validation. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Love you all. Bye.